Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from southern Savannah, Georgia, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Mark, sitting in for Frank. And I'm Dan, sitting in for Dan. And here we are. Uh, th- th- this is a special show we got here right now. Yeah, it's a very special blossom. Coming up coming up for you guys, we're, uh, we, we are broadcasting from Savannah, Georgia, for reasons we cannot discuss. <laughs> and will not discuss. And we will not. Uh, but mostly it was just uh, we, we had an excuse to, to meet up here in a, in a beautiful part of, our, of, our, of this country of ours. Yeah. It was, you, it was your fault. That's right. It was, this is all my doing, and uh, we're still recovering from a Thanksgiving Bacchanal. Yes, indeed. And we hope you all survived <laughs> your Thanksgiving Bacchanals. I, we, uh, yeah, I hope you gave thanks for the... I'm guessing many of you had some lovely dinner conversations <laughs> that occurred around the table. With your uh, various and sundry Christian family members, or 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 whatever tradition you may have co- have escaped from, <laughs> yeah, we got we got extremely lucky and had none of that at our. Uh, we we had all very like minded folk, yes, around our table here in Savannah. So it was that. It, I'm grateful for that. I know, thankful for it, even yeah, even thank almost thankful, almost almost thankful. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up on today's show. Uh, we're in the South, so we decided we would talk about a Southern issue. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about why they, uh, what, what, slavery. Mm. We're going to discuss slavery. It'll be fun. Yeah. That's... Stick around, everybody. You're not going to want to miss that. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful. Barrel of laughs. <laughs> barrel o laughs. Uh, or barrel o... Yeah, never mind. I was going to say something horrible. <laughs> Slaves. Uh, barrel of people. Barrel of people. Um, we, what do you got? We, we've, we've got stories before we do that. So why, yeah. don't, why, don't, why don't you give us one of those? Yeah. Well, you know, in the, the lead up to whatever is going to come, uh, after January 20th that no one can possibly predict, mm. uh, uh, our president elect uh-huh. has made some, uh, choices or <laughs> is making some choices for what has been explained to him is his cabinet. Yes. He um, now, he now is made to understand that he has... A lot of hiring to do. Yeah, I don't think he he understood that that's how it worked. But whatever, we're all learning together. <laughs> um, so he has he has made a pick for his uh, secretary of education. Yeah, uh, a lady person by the name of Betsy DeVos. Oh, is he allowed to hire women? Uh, wasn't wasn't he campaigning on the the he man woman hater ticket? He was going to build a wall around women. <laughs> he was going to make a blanket fort in the White House, and no girls could come in. Um, so yeah, he's, he's picked this, this lady who has a long history of, um, I guess for lack of a better word, advocacy Mm. in the education field. Oh, good. Uh, she is a major advocate for uh, a topic I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with, school vouchers. Oh, yes. Yeah, which means that people can pull money out of the public system to send their special little snowflakes to whatever private school they like. Which almost invariably ends up being Christian schools. Yes. All, but, it, it, let's just say it's always the case. It, what, the reason for the vouchers is so that people can get Jesus into their kids uh, on a much more regular basis. And do it with taxpayer funds. Right. Yeah. So um, she's a big advocate of that. She's also uh, a pretty hardcore Christian, grew up in a uh, strict Calvinist Christian Reformed Church. Jesus, Calvinism. That's, yeah. a, that's some fun <laughs> stuff right there. Yeah, that's, the, the Mormons look at that and go, dude, 
chill light, out, you guys. Up. You guys. <laughs> Have some fun. <laughs> uh, and she is she's married to the heir of the Amway fortune. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you know anything about Amway, it is the, the grandpappy of all mid-level marketing schemes. Yes. Much beloved in our home state of Utah. Indeed. And uh, it also has a very Christian bent. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, her husband also is a uh, education advocate, um, an activist, and has. I mean, been... can, can we just call this what it is? A, a, a lack of education advocate. Yes. A, yes. a, a miseducation. A miseducation advocate. advocate. So, uh, yeah, he, and in his advocacy for miseducation, he has insisted. Uh, he ran for the governor of Michigan. Yes. Sadly, did or luckily did not win. Oh. Um, but he was pushing intelligent design to be taught in the schools. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. That's... So this will be uh, very likely because nobody's going to stop this from happening. I don't right. think this will very likely be. Pardon me. Our next secretary of education. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. This is one of those things uh, where. You know, you've got a person who, as far now, what I read, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. This being your story, you, it, the, the onus is on you to be correct on this one, not me. All right, I'm ready uh, to fact but, check. But she, uh, she has no education background at all. Am I right? She does. She's never taught. She's never, like, like she has exactly zero uh, education in education. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't read uh, quite deeply enough about her because I'm still feeling like throwing up every time i look at the internet right exactly um, i'm still i'm I'm still not there still i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that's what i read that she basically had uh nothing in her background that uh that that's anything about education other than wanting people to have jesus in yeah it. Uh, other than pushing vouchers that's her qualification yeah isn't that nice in in the same way that that john mccain said sarah palin was the country's leading expert on energy <laughs> When well, they were running. It's... In fairness, she's pretty energetic. She is pretty energetic. She's, she's lively, and and I think she can see a uh, she can see a Texaco from her house. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, she what knows, you got? She knows what she needs to know. Um, a, an interesting study out of Canada mm. uh, has has explained finally, at least possibly explained finally, uh, a, a phenomenon that that people have had trouble understanding. Which is why some churches, many churches uh, currently, especially in the uh, the developed world, we'll call it, mm. which is De- a developed developed like the what we call the first world. Yes, in indeed, our, indeed, our colonial uh, patron sort of way. The important countries, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but churches, a lot, most churches seem to be declining uh, in number <laughs> and in and in. Uh, power yeah but there are certain churches that are actually uh growing that are actually doing quite well in in the in the developed world uh yes okay and so uh this study has uh has been has been uh commissioned to discuss to figure out why that is to Mm. sort of sort that out so researchers from wilfrid laurier university oh yeah i pronounced that right (laughs) i got you my ontario people i got you uh, and Redeemer University, also in Ontario, um, have I don't like the sound of that. Done a study of this. Oh well, yeah, they don't like the sound of of it either because they're the ones who are who are scratching their heads, wondering how why are we losing all of our people. Mm. Um, so in so apparently the deal is that the ones that are gro- doing really well 
Well, the ones that, uh, yeah, the ones that are dropping are the ones that, like the rest of society, have progressed mm. and have decided that you know assholeism isn't good. So, oh, so they're bucking the trend. So, so the ones, so like mainline Protestantism, uh, largely, you know, Anglicanism, Presbyterianism, Lutheranism, all of that sort of thing. A lot of them have started to be, you know, almost downright kind to the gay folk. Yeah, uh, like at least in their talk. Yeah, it's if, troubling. It is troubling. It's troubling. Uh, whatever. The thing that seems to be the the unifying factor for the growing churches, uh, the growing Christian churches. Uh, in our country and beyond is widely is, is strictly held conservative beliefs. Mm. Be- the asshole sure they are the better uh, mm. in, in, in terms of uh, how, how they want to grow. Uh, so yeah, growing 71% of pastors at growing churches said they read their Bibles daily compared with 19% of pastors at declining churches. Uh. 93% of growing church pastors said they agreed with the statement, Jesus rose from the dead with a real flesh and blood body, leaving behind an empty tomb. So it's like, if you believe, if you, you have to take it literally. Yeah. Uh, if you want to work. If you, if you want to grow, if you want people to believe in you, you, you got you to gotta cater to the people who really want it all to be just literally true. Yeah. Yeah. You need to, to res- you need to be a dick. You need to hate the gays. Yep. And you need to believe in crazy magic beans, right? Exactly. As many, as much hate as you can, as you can summon up, and uh, and as much magic as you can. And there are they growing uh, a lot? No, not by not huge declining. amounts. I mean, these are these are increasingly smaller, uh, or increasingly smaller congregations. So, I mean, these. It's not like these are the big mainstream ones, right? Mm. These are these are the sort of fringy ones. Mm. Uh, but the fringe is all that's growing right now. Yeah, you may notice a trend these mm. days in uh, an, an ascent of assholishness and uh, crazy talk. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but I, I see why if, you, if you're a true believer, you may flee your feel-good, make-nice, Hey, let's not be a dick to Muslims congregation. Right. And go down the street to, you know, dance with snakes. Right. And roll around on the floor. It seems to be what they're what they're into. It seems to be the uh because, you know, them educated types, those elites out there. Yeah. They they kind of they see the writing on the wall and they're like, "Oh, you know what? This this isn't really making sense to me." Yeah. Or, you know, the, everyone who claims, you know, 90% of Catholics are you know, culturally, Catholic. culturally Catholic. They're yeah. they, they're Easter Easter Christmas Catholics, yeah. and so and so yeah, they definitely are taking their birth control every every night and whatever. But they're, they're, right, and they're coveting their neighbor's property and like, all sorts of things, and their neighbor's absolutely. ass, and their neighbor's wife, and their neighbor's <laughs> wife's ass. I'll be I'll be honest with you. My neighbor has a great ass. Really? No, not at all. No, no, that's too bad. I was I was. I was hopeful for, for your coveting there. Yeah. No, um, yeah. Well, it, you know, I think there's this retreat from facts kind of societally going on. Yeah. And it's pretty fucking shocking. I mean, our the last story we just did about DeVos and her being yeah. the person in charge of how we learn and pass on facts to the youngins. Right. Uh, fits, you know. Fits that narrative pretty darn yeah, well. Very nicely. Oh, gross. All right. 
let's move on. All right. Uh, well, if that you thought that was gross, <laughs> um, there was a terrible accident recently. Oh no! Yeah, where uh, uh, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where a, a school bus uh, was lost control of. Oh dear! Uh, for reasons that they're not quite sure of, um, and it had a, a really awful accident. The picture on the the news is just unbelievable. It's like completely bisected by a tree. Oh yikes! So five. Five young kids were killed. Twelve are in the hospital. Uh, a horrible disaster. Well, the mother of the driver, who has been taken into custody, not the mother, but the driver, mm. knows what happened. The mother knows what the happened. The mother knows what happened, so I don't think there needs to be any further investigation. Oh, okay. What happened? Well, it was God's will. Oh. Yes. It was oh. God's will. That her 24-year-old son would deliver five children into the hands of the Lord. Oh, Jesus. Uh, recklessly speeding down a street. Um, well, looks he was wet. He was clearly T-boned by that uh, tree, so obviously it can't be his fault. Uh, yeah. So, so um, it's amazing. It's always- Nobody ever asks how fast the tree was going. <laughs> well... If if indeed the inquiry continues, well, I don't see that there needs to be any now that we know the cause. <laughs> now, that, now that we actually know. But if indeed the inquiry continues, then I think I think we'll find out just how fast uh, that sycamore was going. But um, I feel like the God's will uh, argument, less than useful when you consider that uh, she probably believes that everything is God's will. Yeah. So what's the point of even having a conversation? Right. Or trying to do anything. Right. Or, I mean, I guess I guess her argument would be don't lock anyone up because it's all God's will. Or lock everyone up. I don't know. Right. God will decide. Just sit at home and wait for a decision to be made on your behalf. <laughs> but it's amazing that the burdens God is, you know, capable of shouldering for you in just, just your moment of need. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, to be fair, I'm sure she's probably in shock as well but yeah it's still uh yeah i mean it's not as it's it's not a happy moment when your son kills children it can't be that's not that's not good you and i won't don't have children so we'll never know those joys no um, no thank but, god uh uh yeah so that's that's the, the mysterious ways at work here mm. um so that's nice that was a nice holiday story well there may be good news uh for her and for her son oh uh this this is coming out of the British Columbia area. Oh yeah, I'm very familiar with the British Columbia. Area. Yes, you you spent several months there recently. I did. It's uh, wonderful. I love it. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so up in BC, uh, and don't get that confused with BCA. Usually that just means that they're saying it's BC, eh? <laughs> I don't know. So cheap. Little little Canadian humor for you there. See, it's okay when we say it. It's, it is. It's you, our word. That's true. It's okay. You and I are half Canadian. That's so right. So we can both, so we can, I, I speak the language fairly fluently. Which half are you? Uh, it's, <laughs> the upper? It's it's the kind half. Yeah. I'm, it's, unfortunately, it's my lower half is Canadian. <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah. Those legs can't get, you can't freeze those legs. No. Not, not those Canadian legs. They're stout Canadian legs. Uh, so, in BC, uh, a man was charged, unfortunately, with uh, the crime of uh, assaulting a, a, a child. Mm. Uh, he That's very un-Canadian. N- it, it, well, yes, they do frown on that there. Yeah. Uh, and he, so, he's clearly had some trouble, because in his process of being uh, a, charged with this, he has had 
many lawyers whom he has fired. So he's he's been sort of going through lawyers like uh, like a souse goes through liquor. Mm. Uh, and he said, uh, why, "Why were you looking at me when you said that? Just was that a coded? Say- just I get it. Okay, cool it, cool, just cool it. Ease up. Uh, he's so uh, he came. So he came into uh, to the BC Supreme Court Justice uh, Justice uh, Miriam Gropper." Mm. And said that he had he had discharged his current lawyer. Uh, the judge said that it was a, a serious matter and his liberty was at stake, and urged him to get a, another lawyer. Uh, you know, for his own good. Yeah, uh, that's healthy. Yeah. Um, and he said, <laughs> "What he said? It's my right to defend myself in this courtroom. You cannot take that right away from me. It's my right by law." To which the judge replied, uh, what happens between you and your current lawyer, your former lawyer, whatever, is a matter between you and your lawyer. Uh, and whether you have three lawyers or eight lawyers or 15 lawyers, that doesn't matter to me. I don't want to know what occurred between you and your lawyers because that's private. It's privileged. Uh, and uh, and then the judge in- again pressed him to get a new lawyer, to which he said, I have a lawyer. His name is Jesus Christ, and he's representing me in this courtroom today, and he's going to speak truly today and going to address this court today, providing you providing you give me that opportunity. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you want to talk about... You want to talk about billable hours? Like, what is that? <laughs> that that's amazing. Now, Judge, I may just I may just be a country lawyer from Palestine, but <laughs> I am an itinerant rabbi and nothing more than that. <laughs> but what I say So yeah. did he show up? Uh apparently not. Oh fuck you. Uh apparently uh but uh but this uh this fellow Lesser is his man, uh is his name. Alan Lesser. He's mm. the lesser of two evils. <laughs> uh he said um he said, "Jesus." He was told that the that his conviction stands. He he was asking for a new con, a new trial because uh. he didn't think he got a fair trial. He, mm. And the the judge said the conviction stands. If you want to appeal that, you can. Uh, and he's and uh, he said, "Jesus Christ is my Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, has forgiven me and pardoned me and found me not guilty." Mm. So. A, Apparently he isn't guilty. He's lawyer, judge, and jury. You're right, He's Jesus Christ. Right. Well, I mean, it's Jesus. Wow. Let's so, be does, did he walk? Did he get to go? No. And, and by the way, if 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 this was assaulting a child and he's saying Jesus Christ, I imagine it's a it's a kind of bad touching swimsuit area assault. Uh, well, you know, I don't have the details on that. Oh, be perfectly is he a, is he a clergyman? Is he a preacher man? No, no, just a just a dude. But I think that this I, I I'll be interested to see how this uh, whole trial shakes out because clearly, that's a good legal argument. Jesus is with me. Yeah, well, you, you know, you, Jesus you, says I'm fine. You always want a strong Jewish litigator, right? That's what that's what you want. You yeah, want, you want a good a good Jew in your corner. Good. Exactly. So uh, uh, I have a, a fun story. Yeah. Do you? Uh, speaking of people who who seek forgiveness for crimes and then decide they got it. Oh, okay. Good. That, that should count for something. Right. Uh, in the world. Yeah. Um, Rwandan bishops apologize for role in 1994 genocide. Oh. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. An apology. An apology, which let's. 
let's take what small miracles we can. Yeah. The Catholic Church saying sorry for anything. Yeah, that's kind of amazing. Is kind of banner news. So that's pretty astonishing. And and it was it was a pretty bad thing. What role did they play? Um they they helped whip up the uh the crazy anti Oh gosh, I'm so rusty at this one. The was it the the, the Tutsis, the Hutus and the Tutsis? Yeah. But I don't remember who was on what side. Well, and 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 this goes into maybe a little bit of our our story we'll talk about later, but you know that it's a complete construct of the uh of the, of uh colonialism. Oh, sure. There kind of aren't naturally uh Tutsis and Hutus. It right. was a division created by the colonial Of course it was. uh powers and then it just became they, a thing. The they pro- the colonialists probably made up the names because yeah. they thought they sounded funny or they were just the names of like local tribes that then became races somehow. I you yeah. guys, <clears throat> we're going to call you guys the the Tutsis cuz you're just got you're just so cute. <laughs> and you you guys we're going to call you the the Hutus <laughs> because uh that's just funny. And it was it was Edwin who was the the colonial power. <laughs> who oh my the god. Charlie in the box. Oh, I think you're hilarious. You're Tutsis and Hutus. <laughs> so the Roman Catholic bishops in Rwanda have issued an apology for the role played by individual clergy, of course. Oh yes, no, it was it certainly was not a, it was yeah. not an organized church uh, thing, no. In the 1994 genocide in which nearly 1 million ethnic Tutsis and Hutus were killed. Good on Lord. Sunday, the apology was read aloud in all Catholic churches in the local uh, Kinyarwanda dialect. It came at the end of Pope Francis's Jubilee Year of Mercy. Oh, that's nice. They decided to set a, aside a whole year for not being a complete fucking monster to people. Yeah. Uh, the, the quotation is: "We apologize for some church members and clergy people dedicated to serving God and Christians." who played a role in the genocide. Oh, that's uh, so nice. The church has been accused of having played ro- a role in the killings. Um, people, it was so horrible, you know, people were, were so desperate that they they fled to the churches to actually seek, um, uh, what do you call it when you run into a church and seek a thing? Uh, asylum? Asylum, yes. Sanctuary! Sanctuary, that's what they were looking for. And, yeah. and the the clergy would turn them over to militias. Yeah. Where they would be. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah, yeah, be. yeah. Come on in. Come on in. Go through this door. Where they'd be macheted. So there's there's kind of a lot to the article, but the, this last quote is just just amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, so this is Don Bosco, Reverend Don Bosco Anyala, a priest of South Sudan and a lecturer at Tangaza University. Mm. Uh, he said, the Catholic Church in Rwanda has taken seriously the just concluded year of mercy, looked into the past and done what is needed, repented and asked for forgiveness. So oh, all cool. good, right? Cool. We no need to get the Hague involved or nope. uh, or for anybody to go to jail or no, anything like that. So. People don't need to look any further into this. Yeah. Uh, we've been absolved and all is well. So I, I like to think of him handing the collection plate to a congregant as he's saying. Right, so. right. Sorry. Yeah. So give ma- us your money, please. Magic forgiveness. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah, Love that's it. Pretty fucking ugly, right? Uh, you know what? I'm going to stick in Africa. I'm gonna, okay. Since since we're there, yeah. Since we're in the the continent, uh, yeah. why don't we go to Kenya? Yeah. Did you know that there are atheists in Kenya? We probably shouldn't say anything about it, <laughs> right? Because they and, will be no, no. They are they are out and open. There's a group called Atheists in Kenya. Really. Uh, and they, they, you know, they, they're, they're there, they're, they're doing stuff. 
including uh, trying to do some charity work. Um, I say trying because they were prevented. Oh. This is amazing. Uh, they, they wanted to visit the Nest Children's Home, which is a place, uh, it's a place that helps kids whose mothers are in prison. Oh. Uh, so. Well, it's a damn decent thing to do. One would think yeah. they, they need to be helped. Uh, yep. So these guys were going to go and visit it. They were going to bring some, some food and some clothing, some, yeah. some stationery, various <laughs> writing implements. Okay. People love, kids whose moms are in jail love nice paper. They do love a, they do love a good bit of stationery. Yeah, a nice thank you note. Uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, they're going to do this. They were rejected. They were, they were told, no. No, really? I'm, afraid, I'm afraid we won't allow that. Um, so they, yeah, they. So now they're writing. They, it actually, they're, they've they've quoted uh, Article 32, uh, subsection three of the Kenyan Constitution, mm-hmm. which states that a person may not be denied access to an institution, employment, or facility, or the enjoyment of any right because of the person's belief or religion. So they they are trying to. So apparently that is a constitutional thing. But, well, they uh, should. They'll be just fine then. But it seems to be. It seems to have been a government decision not to let them go in. Yeah. The uh, the uh, head of the program said that it wasn't. It wasn't uh, she. I believe it's a, a woman. Yeah, she. That it wasn't she that banned them. Uh, she received a call from the children's office in Kiambu, hmm. and was directed not to allow them. Just to just to give some shit, just to give some food and, and yeah, to visit the kids. But you know, they might catch the atheism if they're not careful. Like that, <sighs> they're very concerned about uh, infectious uh, non-belief. Uh, Kenya seems just a little bit bonkers these days, doesn't it? And oh, kind of on the it's becoming kind of the Ugandan. Uh, template for let's have a bunch of wackadoo american missionaries who can't get these fucking horrible things to happen at the rate they wanted to right in the states let's just go try it out in africa because somebody somewhere has got to be made to suffer somebody needs to hate as much as i do yeah and uh, i keep getting bullied for my hatred here right Right. So uh, let's go somewhere where the hate is is strong and by bullied you mean people disagree with me people disagree with me yeah uh, and and they're forceful about it. They don't accept my point of view as their worldview. It's yeah. very strange. Very, very rude. <laughs> so rude, I think. Uh, so there you go. Hey, if you guys, if you crazy kids have anything you'd like to, to say about any of these fine stories that we've told, you can you can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Uh, you can also call into us uh, and and leave your voice on a voicemail. Uh, we sure do like it when you do that. That's uh, area code 424-666-TGIA. That's 424-666-8442. I just, I just got a new car, and there's 666 on my new license plate. Whoa. I'm is, very happy. Is that, that all it is? Is it a vanity yes, it's, plate? It's just 666. I don't, know how, I don't know how that happened, but it just sort of meant, no, there are letters too. But Oh, yeah, you got a new ride. Yeah. Nice. It's the same as the old one. Is it? Not <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. Switched it up. Just switched it up. Uh, also, you can uh, you can uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash tgiatheist, and uh, you can you can uh, click. Uh, you can also find the TGIA Members Only Lounge, which is a private group on Facebook, 
And if you uh, ask to join, we will vet you, and then we'll let you in. More to come. Well, we've got a uh, a little message. Mm. Uh, I, I've purposely kept this from you, Mark. <laughs> a so, message so that you can be free, so that you can be fresh as a daisy mm. when you when you hear this. Uh, this is uh, this is from our good friend Jim Baker, mm. uh, who I think you know. When I think about it, uh, he's really just living up to his name by selling all that food with two K's, though. He, well, he needs a third one. I think I think. <laughs> I think you've pointed out, yes. Let's call him Jim K. Jim K. Baker. 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 Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's definitely, he, he's, very, uh, he's very concerned. He's got a concern for you and me, actually, oh. uh, in terms of where we live. Huh. Uh, and, I, and, all, and, and many Americans, actually, are in danger. So, oh. so here's his warning. I want you to see this. So can you see that map? I probably shouldn't say this. Look at that, everybody. Wow. Uh, Amazing. I wrote it down. <laughs> I love it. County by county. Oh. You see, that picture right oh. there is just a testament that the media are a bunch of liars. Right. That's this, what that, the red, the red, the red is the, is the votes for Trump. Right. Yeah. yeah. The by red county. is the GOP. Mm-hmm. The grand old party. There they are. Mm-hmm. Now, that's where it is right now. They're still counting ballots. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make any difference. Right. Hillary's resigned. It's, it, it's, it's in the yeah. bank. That's you know, right. it's done. You know. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you live in the blue, put it back on the screen. If you live in the blue, any yeah. spot that's blue. Right. I would say, oh, God. Oh, God. Help me. Help California and Arizona. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Forgive me. Oh, forgive us. Lord. Because those are the ones Look who that. came against That's the will of God in this election. Now, you've got to understand. And, and I just want to tell you, God has spoken to me. I've seen under the ground in, in Florida and in California, especially in L.A. In L.A. Uh-huh. And God spoke to me that in Los Angeles alone, there's going to be such an earthquake come. Yes. That literally the big buildings will be laying on their sides. The, all of L.A. is going to collapse, downtown L.A. And that there's going to be. And I believe the West Coast is going to have. All, how many of those uh, faults faults and earthquake yeah. zones do they have there in California? Anybody know? You know and, and what's interesting about that, California, whenever you even see, and Sasha was the one that actually, uh, from California, made this known to me, that if you look at California, the east side of California is red by county, mm-hmm. and the west side is blue. And where do all the fault lines, where do all the prophetic words happen to plant themselves it's on the four west of yeah. the west coast now it's the blue now you understand it's not judgment's not coming then because they voted for hillary clinton it's because they voted for a platform they voted for a platform that is so incredibly pro-abortion anti-bible well so how about that Whoo, Cal- um california all anyone in that in that blue zone you better you better start praying. Yeah, well, um, maybe we should stay here in Savannah. What color was Savannah? Oh, 
I'm pretty sure all of Georgia's is red as a peach. Well, all but one bright blue dot right in the kind of lower middle. Yeah. Lana. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely not there. No, 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 we're not there. We're in, uh, uh, it, it's ama- you don't have to drive very far out of this town before you start seeing, and I mean like blocks. Right. Before you start seeing Confederate flags. Yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, that's bad news, man. Yeah. Amazing, though. Uh, totally prophetic. Uh, of Mr. Baker to be able to predict earthquakes in California. Amazing. How could yeah. he... Like, if there is one, we'll know he's legit because no one else could possibly have predicted no, that there and, would be... And I also love the way that he's relying on his Bible mm. to tell him where geologic faults are mm-hmm. in the New World because it wasn't science that taught us that. No, no, no. Uh, no. That clearly came out of... What was that? Was that in Romans? I uh, I think it's Deuteronomy. It is. That's right. It's it's it's, it's uh, a geology. Yes, exactly. Um, Deuteronomy. Wow, what a what a what a sad state of affairs that it's it's not bad enough right. that Trump is actually the president elect. Now your cities must be destroyed. Must be destroyed. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because you voted for Hillary. Yeah. And no, sorry, you didn't vote for Hillary. You voted for a platform. You voted for a platform. I mean, I've heard Hillary called wooden before, but a platform? <laughs> Come now. A dais at most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, how it's, it speaks to the sad state of their listeners and viewers' yeah. uh, inability to keep track of this shit. Because right. these guys are always predicting that everywhere there's a gay pride parade, there's an asteroid is going to hit. Right. Or, a tornado is going to destroy central, you know, right, Honolulu or something, and it never fucking happens. Right, and of it, course, just so that just so that our listeners know, uh, if you're an international listener, listener, you may not be aware, but anywhere that's a that's a red state, anywhere that's a a largely Republican populace, there are no abortions there. <laughs> that doesn't happen ever. Well, I mean, he's Dan's being flippant. It, they they happen generally at a higher rate per capita well, that's than true. in blue states, that's and true. as do teen pregnancies, uh-huh. as do dirty bad uncle touches, and the whole all the things, the whole the whole spectrum of dysfunctional human sexuality and functional. Yes, exactly. They're they're better at it. Uh, they're more <laughs> practiced. Tradition. It, it's it's, tra- it's both tradition and uh, a willful repression of healthy sexual urges. Yes, leading to a an unwillful uh, explosion of unhealthy sexual urges. Dan and I are from Utah, so we know of what we speak in this particular context. Believe us. Uh, I mean, like not personally. I don't know. No, I, w- I know I was looking at you when I said that. Yeah, but I was. I was looking past you. I know. I know. Out of memory. I know as a as, as as one who's read. Yes. Yes. It's it's when when you when you re- repress your uh, your sexuality, then it 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 will find its its way out. Uh, truly. Uh, not not in not in healthy ways. When you when you when you don't allow yourself the healthy ways. Yeah. Of of sexuality. The sexuality will still come out. For for a minor example of this issue, ju- uh, see the entire history of the Catholic Church. Right, just, exactly. Yes, just give for, that a read. Just as a small, yeah, sure. Just uh, just browse through that. Peruse, yeah, if or, you will. or the front page of any major newspaper, right? Any day of the week. Yeah. Um, so you know, uh, uh, unfortunately, Utah also, uh, which went very very red mm-hmm. after after a little 
thought that maybe it wouldn't. Other when, than that little blue dot in the middle again. Other than that little blue dot in the middle. Many states are the big red sea with the little blue dot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also has a massive uh, earthquake fault. Yes, so indeed. We, uh, we, when Utah gets an earthquake, what's the explanation, Jim? Yeah, exactly. K.K. Baker. My favorite, uh, my favorite children's playground in all of Salt Lake City is called Fault Line yeah. Park. Yeah. I just think that that's like... You don't think twice about letting your kids play there? You have ch- favorite children's playgrounds? Just because it's called Fault Some, Line Park. Something we need to talk about? No, no. No, no. Let's not, let's not assume bad things. Let's <sighs> assume good things about me, if we, everybody. <laughs> if we could all just do me a favor and assume that all things are good with Dan. Let's, let's nice. walk that walk for a little bit. Uh, I just wanted to make mention of uh, some stuff. I don't have uh, the figures, unfortunately, for, uh, for our donorship uh, levels mm. right now, but I I can say that Frank and I Frank, that's usually Frank's uh, purview, uh, but I can say that Frank and I are deliciously close to meeting our first goal, mm-hmm. and uh, and that would that will mean uh, that will mean video out on the internet of Frank and me, and and then when you fill in Mark, occasionally you, me, you and me, uh, or you and Frank uh, out there, and as we are all. Devastatingly handsome gentleman. Oh my God! Uh, I think I think this is something you want uh, as 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 our loyal, uh, devoted followers. You may you may want that. Yeah. Uh, we definitely want it, and it would be super helpful for us if if you guys would be willing to participate. So uh, you can do that by becoming a patron mm. on Patreon, uh, and that that the way you do that is you go to uh, thankgodimatheist.com. And you click on the Patreon button mm. on that website, and then that'll take you there, and you can you can sign up to be a patron. Um, we have some new patrons this week. I just don't have access to who they are, so just know that I love you, and you will be recognized next week. Uh, but we thank you so much. And if you know what, there are other ways that you can help. If you can't afford to be a patron, that's fine. Um, but you could, for instance, go to your listening uh, app of choice. And rate us. Give us yeah. a nice five-star rating on there. Only five stars. How dare you consider fewer? Seems like there should be more stars anyway. Right. Yeah. Add some stars if you can. Yeah, seven's good. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 52. Whoa! Go high. 52-star rating. Shh. Yeah, reach for the stars, Woo-hoo. everybody. Uh, but yeah, we, we certainly appreciate that uh, when that happens. Um, and I've had a peek at the, the newly appointed... Uh, uh, Thank God I'm Atheist uh, Studio. Vis- the, 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 we are already working on the video studio. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's unlike anything you'll see. Yeah. No, you've never seen anything like this before. Aside from, from you know, these two hunks of insanely hot man meat, wait until you see the digs. It's beautiful. Yeah, we're not, we're not trying to be... This is not your, you know, grandma's basement nah. uh, uh, podcasting studio. No, we're we're, we're we're doing it up right. This isn't your spooky bunker podcast. We're spending some money. Yeah, on this. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, we want we want you guys we want you guys to have the best. It's nothing but the best for our listeners who will soon be viewers. Who will soon be viewers. Uh, anyway, yeah. Please please go to uh, thankgodimatheist.com and click on Patreon if you want to be a part of that. And then there are better, uh, e- even better goals ahead, mm. including world touring. Wow. Uh, where we come to you, and uh, and and then you can heckle us live, which that's that's fun. Yeah, are you ready for that? Oh, I'm I'm itching for it. Oh, okay, good. I'm just I'm I'm be, in part because um, 
when I go to a new place and I get to meet listeners, it's like one of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah. I love you guys. Yeah. We're here. We're, we, we may actually meet up with a listener uh, here in Savannah. Yeah, this afternoon, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so thanks for all of that, and uh, we'll be right back. So here we are, Mark. Here we are in the beautiful, beautiful South. In the in the South, we are we are sitting on the veranda, sipping mint juleps. That is so close to the truth, you wouldn't even believe it. Right. Uh, we actually have a veranda, and I believe we are equipped. Yeah, we'll we'll julep, julep. it up. We might julep uh, tonight. So for those of you who are not familiar with uh, uh, Savannah, or you know the South generally, or Savannah particularly, this mm. this is a a truly beautiful town mm. and historic uh, very historic and one of the only bits of the south that did not end in a pile of rubble in 1865 so yeah um partly general, the w- general sherman seems to have left a little bit of it standing he left a little bit standing he got here and and he found it so charming uh and the war was all, all but over at that point. <laughs> so uh, apparently he, he gave it as a Christmas gift to President Lincoln, he said. Yeah. Yeah. Merry so, Christmas. Uh, so come come check it out. It's a beautiful place. It's a strollable city. And right. The Lincolns, I think, still own it. The Lincoln family. They do. Still owns. That's why you see so many town cars around here. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's a really cool place that was uh, founded in... A, the 1730s. Mm, yeah, it's got, it goes back. I mean, for our, for our continent... Mm. That's 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 a a long way back. As far as white people go, as far as white people, yeah. the people who count, right? The people who. I mean, we've seen what's happening at Standing Rock. Those people don't count. Oh Jesus, we don't Christ. care about them. <laughs> um, so it uh, it was founded in the 1730s uh, by the British. Interestingly, right. it was a a buffer that was meant to stop the expansion of Catholic Spain up mm. from Florida. So it actually was, there was a very, well, like all things at the time, there was a very religious point, uh, geopolitical religious point to its foundation. Yeah, yeah. Well, not just not just Spain, but also France was trying to make inroads here. That's right. And, so, uh, and, and Catholicism was not welcome. No, it was not welcome. So, uh, but... Jews were Jews. Yes, yes. The first, the first Jews to the New World um, came the, later that same year. There were forty uh, uh, Jews from Spain and Portugal that showed up, and General Oglethorpe granted them uh, a piece of land for their f- the first Jewish temple in the New World, which yeah. is about five blocks from here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But lest we get mired too deep in yes. Savannah history, yes. What we decided we would talk about to, to, on today's show is, uh, is one of the great abominations mm. of, of uh, this continent, which was, and, and also uh, the thing that made all of the beauty that surrounds you and I right now possible, which is the slave trade. Yeah. Owning people yeah. uh, was, was, a, was a thing for a good while here in, uh, here in the American South. Yeah. And in and in other parts of America to a lesser degree, but boy, they just took to it here. Yeah, they they really took to it here, and um, it caught on. It it caught on, and it's funny that you know it is the the original sin of of America, mm. uh, and you know lasted far longer than it was ever designed to. Yeah, when the, when the 
when the founding fathers kind of made their various agreements for creating the constitution there was this idea that well it's going to last another 20 years or so yeah 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 we'll we'll peter it out yeah we'll, we'll phase it out over time and then it'll be fine yeah they thought it would be gone by 1800 what they didn't realize of course was that um free labor <laughs> benefits people not the laborers mm. but uh but boy those bosses sure did like it yeah. So uh, as you know, it didn't it it didn't phase out in 1800. Yeah. And it took a uh, uh, a major effort in the middle of the 19th century to make it go away. Yeah. And, so and and it didn't entirely, but we'll get to that. Well, and so here's the thing, from a modern day perspective, from a now time perspective. Mm -hmm. You talk to a Christian about slavery. Mm. You're going to get a of course it was wrong. It was obviously wrong. Jesus is all about love. Yeah. That's not love. Yeah. Uh, so so that's the current Christian perspective. Uh, not entirely, but yeah, there there are, are actually uh, Christians who still say, well, the, the slaves got to know the light of Christ. Well, and, oh. And come to America. And some of them are actually kind of mainstream <laughs> evangelicals. Yeah. Yeah, who say that, well, they'd still be in Africa. It's like, oh, well. Like heathens. Like like dancing around in not enough clothing. Yeah, all that. So they, this, the, it was an institution that brought them to Christ, and therefore... Now, it is a minority opinion. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. They're the ones that are right. The, anyone who says... Any Christian who says slavery's okay, they're the correct ones when it comes to their tradition because um, that book of theirs... Yeah. That's a pretty pro-slavery book. Straight up. Just, uh, and, and boy, we're not even just talking about the Old Testament, which was that wackadoo time yeah. when, uh, when everybody had slaves. But no, the New Testament, totally down uh, with, with, the, uh, with the slavery also. It is true. And, if, and slavery was a very, very common, it was an everyday practice in the Roman Empire. Yeah. And had Jesus been bothered by it, he he was not recorded of ha having said anything about he it. He had ample opportunity to decry it. He was he had plenty of uh, of unpopular views. He could have he could have just added that to the list. Yeah. Would have been fine, but no. The Bible's long. He had plenty of column inches to talk about it. Really, he? they would just give him as much as he wanted. Yeah. It, uh Paul in his various and sundry epistles though made it clear that uh that no, Christians are going to be totes down with the slavering yeah. slavery slavering slavering you know <laughs> when you when you have when you slave you're slavering when yeah. you slaver um in, including in the the first epistle of peter mm. uh he he said that you know that's where you get the slaves obey your masters as as to the lord and not to men meaning uh yeah you're Basically, you need to see your master as, as God, as an extension of God's will. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, that's not nice. Um, that but makes it very clear that slavery is totally cool. Um, he also uh, there's a there's the lovely story of of him, Paul returning, Onim, o Onesimus Onesimus. I don't know how a a biblical scholar would would say that name. Who was a fugitive you said biblical scholar like that's a thing. <laughs> oh, you know, 
one who studies. Yes. The, the Bibble. Mm. Uh, he returned Onemesius, who was a fugitive slave, back to Philemon. Uh, this is in the epistle to Philemon. But then said, but then asked Philemon to be nice to him. Yes. Because he liked Onemesius. Onesimus. Onesimus. Nailed it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's it's this insane dick move. Right, right. Um, from one of the most important foundational characters in Christian everything. Yes. And to assuage his own guilt, maybe? Maybe. He's like, hey, be cool to him, okay? You can still own him and all that. Right. Obviously, put him to work against his will. Yeah, beat him like a dog. Whatever you got to do. But, but do it nicely. Yeah. Do it the way... Do it... You know, Jesus would want you to be kind about it. With a song in your heart. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is kind of... Well, and then the rest of the Bible, of course, mostly the Old Testament, is really nothing more than a guide to the the care and feeding and selling and killing of slaves. There are rules about <laughs> about slaves. You, yeah. you, can, you can take a slave that you uh, captured in war... Mm-hmm. That's fine. Seems fair. But you can't just kidnap somebody and enslave them. That would be rude. Well, that's funny because that was kind of the whole deal. That was entirely what they did. To the American model. In in the colonial days. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so so yes, let's let us fast forward to here from 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 Bibble times to here in in, in the the Great South. Yeah. And let me tell you something. If you ever hear somebody say, and I'm sorry our, to our southern listeners, but if you ever hear somebody say the South will rise again, no, it won't. You want to know why? You don't get to own anybody anymore. Yeah. Free labor is not a thing anymore. Yeah. So, n- no, the thing that made you amazing was slaves. Yeah. And a feudal uh, social order mm-hmm. that that also kept down poor white people. Right. To now not making a one-to-one comparison, but kept down poor white people to such an extent that they at least took comfort in their brutal lives that there was a station beneath them. Right. And when that station was taken away right. uh, by emancipation, uh, they got pissed. And many of them, remarkably, still are. Yeah. Uh, I've spent uh, quite a while in the South now, and I am amazed that that is actually a sentiment. Very much so. Yeah. It is very, and and I think you may have hit on it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not an expert in Southern psychology, but it does seem to me that like you need someone below you to shit on, yeah, in order to not feel like the worst ever thing in the universe, yeah. And apparently, uh, yeah, it now now it's just racism, and it's not really pro-slavery as much as it is separatism or whatever but yes these people are still dogs or whatever. yeah i wouldn't say it's pro-slavery i don't think i i think if there are people who think we should bring that institution back they're such a vanishingly tiny right minority they don't even merit a lot of mention but but the but fact we, but you know what i've miss i i've underestimated america's racism before hmm. i'm not gonna do it again i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go to there i'm going to say they might just be quiet about it to to the public. Is there some recent event that makes you think that you miscalculated it? Uh maybe. So <laughs> so yeah, it's not of course it's I, I don't think it's pro slavery. It is anti equality. Mm. It's that the law cannot tell me 
that God's order of how the races work and where I fit into that universe, the law can't change that and shouldn't be allowed to, and I don't respect it. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because uh, going back to the Bible, Mm. scholar, people who study the Bible— I, I said it again. I know that you... I, 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 it's just t- funny words together. It's funny together. Yes, yeah. indeed. Uh, but there are those who are, you know, atheists who are Bible scholars. Yes, of course. Um, but yes, the but those who are believers who are Bible scholars have for centuries used the Bible as, as, their, as their justification for enslaving those of a different race. Uh, going back to uh, Ham... Noah's son. Uh, there's a whole narrative about the curse of Ham. This is the this is Genesis. We're talking the first book of the Bible. That's right. And uh, and uh, you know they they uh, they apparently they get pretty convoluted about it. The word Ham is very similar to the Hebrew word for hot, which is a cognate with an Egyptian word, Kem, meaning black. Really? Yeah. Wow, that was <laughs> that was quite a journey through linguistics. In, in, in yes, yeah, indeed. But as soon as somebody came up with that, it's like it's it's like astrology. Well, they listen. get they get to use that forever to say that black folks are uh, are the ones who get to be enslaved. Well, listen. If he hadn't laughed at Noah, who was drunk and naked when he was walking backwards trying to cover him with a sheet, he wouldn't be black, and we wouldn't have this problem. Right. Right. It's. This, you know what? It's one of the great stories of the Bible that I think is undertold, which is, yes, Ham walks in on his drunk dad lying there naked. This is his biggest sin. Yeah. His big sin is he saw his dad naked. And drunk and goofy. And left. I think he was passed out. I think yeah. his dad was passed out naked. Yes. He saw it. And laughed. I don't even think he laughed. Did no, he, he laughed. He laughed. And then he went and he told his brothers, hey, you better cover dad up. Yeah. His brothers back in so they don't see their dad naked. That's right. Uh, and then forever, Ham and his entire lineage is cursed to serve to servitude uh, of the other brothers. Yeah. What the fuck? Exactly. What, what's the sin? On what planet yeah. is this the... Ba- so, but now we get a justification for slavery? Yeah. On that basis, like, dude just walks in on his dad. Oh, shit. Sorry, dad. And that's it. And, and Ham, slaves forever. And according to most readings, Ham was kind of a kid. He was like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, there's my dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you walk through people. the wrong door and oop, there's dad's dingle. Yeah. And, I guess we're done. And I then, guess my lineage is screwed. Right. And then he reproduced with himself and more black people came out. Yeah, I mean, you know, his wife was probably the tannest. No, there was no wives. There were wives. No, there was. He didn't have a wife. He had a wife. I don't think Ham had a wife. Well, he had to have. I mean, I don't mm. want to give you. I mean, I know that you're gay, so you don't necessarily <laughs> understand the biology of procreation. But I think there has to be a girl. What? Yeah. Well, I we can dis, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> yes, indeed. the The main point is that on this basis, on this. Solid grounding, this solid footing. From so firm a foundation. Comes the idea that, oh, yeah, totally cool for us to enslave black people for, um, let me just check my watch, forever. Forever. For eternity, that's just fine. Shall, shall I read you some quotes from um, enthusiasts of slavery oh, in, I, in the Old South? I hope you do. 
Uh, yeah, and will. see if you can spot their name-checking the Bible and or God. See if okay. you can spot it. I may not be able to. It's pretty subtle. Slavery was established by decree of Almighty God. It is sanctioned in the Bible, in both Testaments, from Genesis to Revelation. It has existed in all ages, has been found among the people of the highest civilization, and in nations of the highest proficiency in the arts. One Jefferson Davis, President of the Confederate States of America. Yeah, he was, he was an important guy. Here's Boy, another he one. It. There is not one verse in the Bible inhibiting slavery, but many regulating it. It is not then, we conclude, immoral. Reverend Alexander Campbell. Yeah. Uh, now we have the right of holding slaves is clearly established in the Holy Scriptures, both by precedent and example. The Reverend Furman D.D., Baptist of South Carolina. Can I just be clear on something? These fellas, in their interpretation of the Bible, are correct. They are correct. They are absolutely the correct uh, guys on the matter of what the Bible has to say about slavery. In fact, here is a here is a biblical scholar who is actually a religious person speaking in this century. Yeah. If we apply sola scriptura to slavery, I'm afraid the abolitionists are on relatively weak ground. <laughs> Nowhere is slavery in the Bible lambasted as an oppressive or evil institution. That right. is Von Rost of the United Church of Canada. Correct. And and he is correct. And it is... Uh, I am not happy to shit on abolitionists because... No. They, they were truly doing the good work. But they well, yeah. biblically... The Didn't Bible, really have a lot of room. We'll be clear. Um, while these guys are correct about the Bible, the Bible is incorrect about slavery. I think yes. from a human perspective, and I don't know about you, Mark, but I personally uh, count myself among their number, the humans. Mm. Uh, Let's go with it. From the human perspective, n no, uh, it's not okay. No. Now, let's be clear. There were definitely Christians... Who, uh, who, and without without Christian abolitionists, right. we wouldn't have gotten a, a abolishment of slavery. No, the Quakers, uh, the Quakers were never on the wrong side of that issue, right? And and stood up for it, and oftentimes paid a fairly great price for it. Um, so you know, bully for all the 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 good folk, Christians or otherwise, that well, worked I, against it. And I'm going to to plug my yeah. own family. Mm. My own family tree, uh, because there was one Mr. Henry Ward Beecher and uh, and several of his uh, and, and also several of his siblings, including one Miss Harriet Beecher Stowe, mm. who were uh, instrumental in the abolitionist movement of these United States. Henry Ward, whom nobody's heard of, but we all should have really. Mm -hmm. He's uh, he was uh, absolutely key. Uh, very the most popular orator of his time. Mm. This this uh Lincoln called him such. Mm. Um and he he was a congregationalist preacher, I believe. Um but wrote many pam wrote many uh pieces about about abolition. Uh came down pretty fiery by the end there. Uh he he would do things like in his congregation which was in Brooklyn, New York. Uh he would hold mock slave auctions to free slaves. So he would raise money uh, and then free, and then use that money to free slaves. His his church was also a, a stop on the on underground railroad. Oh, so he would hold mock slave auctions as kind of agitprop to to the, the to money that people? the money that was raised. Yeah, it was it was a, it, you know it was a gimmick. Yeah, but the money that was raised from it so 
was to free slaves so people would donate to buy their freedom yeah to buy their freedom yeah um uh he also uh contributed in this way that he raised funds to send sharps rifles uh to abolitionist forces to 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 the union oh wow uh which then became known as beecher's bibles Really? Yeah. He wow, said, that's so cool. He said that a, a weapon would do more good than a hundred Bibles. He's right. Yeah. Well, in that sense. Anything useful will do more. Right. Yeah. You know, just a, a hammer. Like a a, a K-cup Keurig coffee maker sure. will make you a nice, sure. a nice uh, espresso. A citrus juicer. Uh, yeah. Would be much more effective than a Bible. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Beecher's Bibles were, uh, were guns. That's amazing. And 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 uh, just uh, to top it all off, uh, me being a beacher, I'm going to be I'm 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 I'm, I'm going to burst some buttons here on this one because we're we're proud of our heritage. You swell with pride. I'll watch it happen. <laughs> I, oh, you can see the swelling too, huh? Yeah, I didn't realize. Well, that. you should cross co- your legs when you're in a skirt that short. I'll I'm cover right it up. across from. I'll you. cover it up. Yeah. Uh, but he also uh, when as, as the war uh, the Civil War was ending, the war between the states yes was ending. Um, one Mr. Abraham Lincoln, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he was uh, he was president at the time, mm. said... Uh, and for a hot minute after. And for just a, <laughs> just a couple minutes yeah. after, uh, he, he, sent, he said uh, that he sent Henry Ward Beecher to Fort Sumter, South Carolina, to give the final speech, the speech ending the war, the official end of the war speech, which apparently is a very important thing mm. at the time. He, here's the quote. He said, We had better send Beecher down to deliver to the address on the occasion of, the, of raising the flag, because if it had not been for Beecher, there would have been no flag to raise. Wow. Now, here's the thing. Wow. Miss, uh, old Henry Ward was, uh, was a preacher and was making the Christian argument that it's not nice. Uh, he, was, he made it more eloquently than that. <laughs> but... Uh, slavery, he said, was a bad thing and cruel and against uh, God. Mm. But we must be clear, he was wrong. He was wrong. In ter- in Christian terms, he's wrong. But if that's wrong, I don't want to be right. No, and I don't want to. And if that's Christian, you know, if, if, if owning folks is Christian, and it is. Count me out. I'm I'm afraid I'm going to have to say no. Yeah. I'm afraid. Well, that's us. an amazing uh, and and you sh- and rightly proud family history. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah, his sister wrote uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin, which again President Lincoln was the one who said who called that the she called her the little woman that started the big war. So uh, <laughs> the Beecher family, uh, pretty instrumental. The Civil War is your fault. Your it's, it's my fault. fault yes, yeah. indeed. All of the all of the graves that we visited of Civil War veterans. Yeah. I you can blame me. You must feel a little something about that. I take I, I take full credit or sorry blame for that. Well, um, we should we should try to get you to Fort Sumter while you're down here. Yeah, I'd like to visit that. Yeah, we um, might make a run for it. We'll see. Um, I so anyway, it's just one of those things, you know. I as I look around this town, mm-hmm. and it is a charming mm-hmm. place to visit. It is interesting to note everything down here. That was great. Uh, all uh, and you know the entire economy of this place, yeah, was centered. Was it was absolutely vital to own people, yeah. in order to create this. The engine of the economy was was human misery. Yeah, and uh, 
Uh, and that shouldn't be forgotten. Indeed not. Indeed like, not. Like so, old times here, which are not forgotten. <laughs> Indeed. Should, and old acquaintance should not be forgot. <laughs> I either. think that's a different place, but we oh, can, okay. yeah, we'll weave it in. Sure, whatever. We'll make it work. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's troubling and terrible, and it's, I think it's critically important to, to always remember that this is, this is a ghastly part of our, our story. You know, I wanted to also, you know, we're, we're kind of wrapping up, but I, there's, there was another part that I just remembered I wanted to talk about, which yeah. is the fact that the, in this town, there, is, uh, there are two different churches Claiming to be the oldest black Christian church in North America. Mm. Yeah, the first Afri- uh, ba- Baptist First African Church. The First it? African Baptist Church is, yep. is, is the one probably with the strongest claim. Yeah, we saw their van. We did. Yeah, we I, did indeed. And it looked like a pretty old van. Um, <laughs> so, so clearly they have it down. Huh. Oh, you are funny, you. Like anyway. An 84 uh, Dodge, you know. Right, yeah. Uh, the point is... That uh, slaves, African slaves, were kind of made to take on this religion. Strangely, the religion that uh, the very religion that sanctioned their slavery, yeah, was the one that they were uh, proselyted, proselytized about uh, to, to to about. Yeah, put the prepositions in whatever order Pro- you need to. Proselytizing seems like a very nice word. Well, no, missionaries were sent to slaves uh, as well as, like, they were forced to go to church. But eventually they started believing it, which is amazing to me. Like, these people eventually started to take on these traditions. And, you know, as generations passed, you know, the more they went to these black churches, the more they actually started to believe it, the more they started to praise like their white uh, gentrified friends. Of course, they added in... What makes black church better and demonstrably black church is better than white church. Mm -hmm. If you are a Christian and you're not going to black church, you're an idiot. I don't care what color you are. That's just stupidity because it's better. It's more fun. Yeah. But what makes it better is that they did inject some of their African traditions into it. They actually like would bring along this, you know, the, the, the much more boisterous, much more fun sensibilities of the African religious traditions. Uh, And they used to use their crosses in the same ways that they would use their talismans, Mm. uh, you know, uh, from from their traditional religion uh, back in Africa. But But eventually, you have to look at current black Christians and say, what the fuck are you doing? That's, I mean, logically, yes. Logically, I I just, I, I couldn't imagine... I mean, you and I had a terrifying near miss just yes, just the other day as we were walking through downtown Savannah, as we were sitting in one of the squares, one mm-hmm. of the many squares, and we almost got preached at by uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, it was a close fucking call, man. Black Jehovah's Witnesses walking around, uh, smiling and handing out pamphlets. You saw the terror in my eyes when those when those nice old church ladies walked around. Oh, they were so delightful. I kind of wished they came and I talked know, to they us. I know. Really, they, they were looked, really they, cool. They, they but looked really fun. They were still J-dubs. But they're J-dubs. And to some extent, my you know, I, I tweeted this. When, when I went to recently to Mormon General Conference just to look around, mm-hmm. I saw a few black folks. And I thought, you know, black Mormons. What are you doing? 
are sad. Yeah. They're, the, they're one of the saddest things because Mormons rejected them until the 1900s and 70s. The late 1970s. Yeah, so let's say 113 years after the Civil War. Right. The blacks were still, or the, I'm sorry, the Mormons were still kind of fighting it. Right. They were still on like the southern side. More black. You were allowed to, to be black and Mormon. But you couldn't go through the temple. You couldn't. The black men couldn't get the priesthood. Yeah, it you was, could. You could join the country club and pay the greens fee. You just couldn't golf. You right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, so like, it was a sweet arrangement. Shocking. Uh, that yeah, it it took until what seventy eight, seventy nine, something like that before they allowed them seventy eight before they gave them that. Uh, Oh, so generous uh, yeah. dispensation to... 78, 10 years after Martin Luther King was killed and shocked the conscience of a nation, the Mormons held on. And the Mor- yeah, the Mormons were dragged, fingernails scraping along the floor... Kind of by the IRS. Into... Right. Yeah. In, in, into... Uh, Revelation. In, into God telling them, oh, it's okay now. But now that I think about it, here in the South, mm-hmm. it's more removed... In time, mm-hmm. but black Christians are just as baffling to me as black Mormons. Well, I think it because the history is just as shameful. Oh, it's more, more, more shameful, m- more shameful. The it's, Mormons never did anything vis-a-vis black people this evil. Uh, th- I mean, right. they made Utah a slave state for whatever that was worth. again for a hot minute. And, yeah, um, and I think it just it speaks to the the societal disruption that slavery caused that imagine you're pulled from your home you're pulled from your country you're thrown in the belly of this fucking thing dragged across the ocean your family is sold you have you, you learn a new language it's in, the insanity of that you're you're whipped into doing work that you have not agreed to do yeah in a country you didn't know existed for for food and shelter but like no life whatsoever right your, yeah. your children can be sold. Your your you, spouse you are chattel. Your chattel. Your property. And so I think it's that disruption that broke the societies that they came from. That yeah. were probably vibrant, strong societies. Yeah. And so the only safe space, the only respite they were given was maybe church on Sundays. Yeah. So I, I just think you cling to what you you have. Yeah. You cling to what you're allowed, and that was that was what they were allowed. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, so it's still it's echoes of it still it's you know the the Baptist the Black Baptist churches and for all the good they do I'm sure they do good it's just this echo that continues you know yeah and you know what let's not let's be real here Black folks in the United States still need safe space yeah now again more as uh, yeah we're we're to that point uh, I mean there was never a tremendously safe time period. For black people in the United States. No, in fact, well, that's not true. Donald Trump said they've never had it so bad. So bad? He did. He said blacks have never had it so bad as they do now. Oh, dear. Oh, okay. So it used to be better. Student of history. So lucky lucky you, black folks. But uh, yeah, I mean, I still don't, I don't begrudge them any safe space. So if going to black church uh, makes them feel, although lately there have been a rash of attacks on black churches. Uh, so welcome to that. Yeah. Welcome to America. We like racism here. Yeah. History. It, uh, it, it ain't over yet. No, nope. We're still, uh, we're still working on that. Yep. Anyway. Uh, yeah. If you guys have any, anything to add to this, uh, really uplifting conversation, 
Uh, I think I think you can. Uh, you can write to us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com uh, or go to the you know you can uh, you can call in. We sure love to hear your voice. Uh, call in uh, at four two four six 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 eight four four two. That's six 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 T G I A. Aren't we clever with that? I'm just figuring it out. Yeah, you just you cut on. Yeah, it's a devil number. It's a devil number. Devil. And number. then TGIA stands for the name of our podcast. So amazing. It's it's super easy to remember. It's you, an, all you have to remember is that onion four of two meaning. four. Yeah, you strip away the layers, yeah. and then you've got nothing because you just stripped away the layers. There's only seven numbers. Right. Well, nine, ten, <laughs> whatever. Who cares about the digits? Um, go to the Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash TGI Atheist, and uh, and learn what's happening. In the world, and also you can uh, you can find you can go to Facebook, and then you go to these the the search function on that Facebook uh, page, and you can find the the members only lounge, which is a closed group, and nobody will know what it is, and 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 you can and you can have support and friendship, like actual friendship. I have there we have a, I have multiple stories from listeners of people making friends, even in other countries. Uh. Through the members only lounge. Is that true? Yeah, that's really true. That's super cool. Like one girl, she is now dear friends with someone in Norway who is a listener. Like this is a girl from Idaho. She goes to Norway. She meets somebody. They're friends. They're all. This is what's happening in the members only lounge. You are creating community. I am. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then uh, I will, I will rule them all. <laughs> You'll rule them all. That's the goal. That is the goal. People. Uh, I am your lord and master now. Anyway, uh, hey, thanks to Mackenzie for for her hard work on the Facebook page. Uh, And uh, thanks to Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine, fine music. It's great. And thank you, dear listener. Oh, and thank you, Mark, for filling in here, for for dragging me down (laughs) to this godforsaken, lovely climate away away from the snowstorms of Utah. Uh, so that I can just participate in the beauty that is here. Well, and thank you for dragging the equipment all the way down here for me to sit in with you. Right, and thanks for thanks for doing the show. That's yeah. a, that's a, amazing of you. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. We sure do like it when you do. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye.